I'm Ashley Dansby with Stagecoach Media and your local news for this Wednesday morning. It is April the 20th. Four teens were arrested in Longview on April the 18th, three of them from Marshall. At approximately 2.24 in the morning, a Longview police officer was in the area of the Pine Grove Apartments located at 741 Ethel Street. The officer observed a vehicle with several occupants wearing dark-colored masks covering their faces. The officer noticed the subjects ducked down as if they were trying to hide from the officer. Due to their suspicious activity, the officer approached the vehicle and discovered four individuals with masks and several firearms inside that vehicle. Two of those firearms ended up being reported as stolen. Arrested and booked into the Gregg County Jail were Devontae Lamar Black, 18 years old, a resident of Kilgore. He was charged with unlawful carrying of a weapon. Patrick O'Keefe Jackson, 18, of Marshall, charged with unlawful carrying of a weapon. Markel Cantrell Rudd, 17, of Marshall, also charged with unlawful carrying of a weapon and theft of property between $100 to $700. And Trakelvin J. Wheeler, 17, of Marshall, who was charged with unlawfully carrying of a weapon, theft of property between $100 and $700, and failure to identify or giving false information to a police officer. The City of Marshall hosted the third Wonderland of Lights community meeting yesterday evening at Memorial City Hall with about a dozen residents and city employees in attendance for a discussion regarding Wonderland and volunteer needs. Lacey Burson, who is the new Main Street Coordinator, talked about six subcommittees they have formed for Wonderland. So we have, we have six. So we have sponsorship recruitment, uh, we do have our sponsorship letter ready to go. Um, we have our activities, which is going to include your Santa's Village, your parade, which we have a date for the parade already. Any other activities we want to put together, um, ETB on ice, um, any extra that we haven't done in the past. So that's what we're looking at. That the skate shack. I don't know if many of you have been in our skate shack. Um, it needs some repair. The skates for sure. Um, so our goal this year is to organize our skates, number one, to see what size we need and then go through and see some of them just need their laces redone or just kind of cleaned up because they're, they're a little rough around the edges. Uh, performers, Mr. Glenn is going to help us with that. Um, performers for opening night and performers throughout Wonderland Lights. Then neighborhood engagement, that's going to be Mr. Dan Duke. Uh, we hear a lot that they want the neighborhoods to be back involved, have their houses decorated, repair and paint. So again, this has been going on for 35 years, and some of our props have been with us for 35 years, and you definitely can tell. And so we want to start doing some repair and, and just repainting. Uh, the last one is volunteer recruitment. Santa's Village takes a village to run. <laughs> And so we need different people to come out and work at uh, schools. Is going to be our biggest plug, whether they're high schools or our local colleges, just to come out and get some volunteer hours for that. Now, she also talked about an upcoming volunteer day that you are certainly welcome to attend. Um, we do already have a um, workday planned. First one's going to be for the skates. Um, just so I'm going to go ahead and make that plug right now. <laughs> it's going to be April 29th. It is a Friday. We're going to be at the Sweatco building. Um, we're going to meet at 10 and, uh, and be there until we're done. Uh, probably a couple hours. This is 
not going to be our only volunteer work day. We are going to do them at different days and different times to accommodate as many people as we can. Now stay tuned to the all-new Stagecoach Media. We'll certainly keep you up to date on events happening with Wonderland of Lights. Yesterday in Panola County, the Panola County Chamber of Commerce welcomed their newest member, CASA, of Harrison, Marion, and Panola Counties. If you are interested in volunteering with CASA in any of these three counties, you're invited to contact Catherine Brummett Barber at 903-923-9224. That's 903-923-9224. And yesterday, East Texas Council of Government Executive Director David Cleveland participated in a roundtable discussion that was held with Senator John Cornyn and leaders from across the region regarding broadband internet and its importance to East Texas. The Greater Marshall Chamber of Commerce and members of their ambassadors group joined with Pop Culture Gourmet Popcorn for the new store's grand opening. It's located at 2500 Easton Boulevard North, Suite C, that's right next to Serenity Salon and Spa, and they are absolutely fantastic. The goodies at this new establishment you do not want to miss. Now, during the grand opening and ribbon cutting yesterday, January Simpson, who is one of the owners, spoke about what they have to offer. Well, right now we have 30 flavors, maybe 32 flavors. We are going to get up to 50. And then we will have rotating flavors of the week. And um, that way we can like sample things that somebody's craving, like, you know, uh, crawfish. <laughs> Some people like crawfish popcorn. I'm not a fan of crawfish flavor. I, I'm not a fan, but but there are many that like it. So that'll be a rotating flavor. <laughs> best seller, believe it or not, is dill pickle. Wow. Dill pickle. And we have one that is a rotator that's also my favorite. It's maple butter bacon. That will be a rotator, but it is very, very delicious. After she talked about the fantastic popcorn flavors and all the great candy they have on hand, Ambassador President Jeff Stewart gave them the key to the city. Thank you guys again for joining us here at the ribbon cutting at uh, Pop Culture. Uh, we wanted to present the key from the uh, Marshall Chamber of Commerce. We really appreciate you guys choosing Marshall to open this family business here. We appreciate you guys being a part of our community. And this key is going to give you guys opportunity to open up doors with all the members that are here and those that are watching. So we're really glad to have you and appreciate you guys for opening up in Marshall. Now we encourage you to go check out Pop Culture. They had a fantastic selection, not only of popcorn, but also of candies and treats and goodies and sodas. And it is a place you will definitely enjoy. Don't forget, Stagecoach Days will make its triumphant return to downtown Marshall on May 20th through 22nd. They'll also be utilizing other areas of Marshall, including Josie Ranch, and it is going to be so much fun. Buddy Power Promotions continues their hard work to bring Stagecoach Days back to Marshall. Now, they are still looking for volunteers. Vendor booths are still available. Parade entries are certainly welcome. And they're still looking for a few people to do Wild West reenactments throughout Marshall as well. For more information regarding booths, rentals and more, you can call 903-926-0456 or email buddypowerpromotions at gmail.com. Also be sure you're following them on Facebook for the latest announcements. That's Stagecoach Days. It returns May 20th through 22nd.
The Mickelson Museum of Art has a fun opportunity coming up. The first of a series of tours the Mickelson Museum of Art is organizing to appreciate architecture as a form of art. They will be exploring the architecture of William and Richard Weiner of Shreveport. Both brothers were architects and influenced by the modernist movement in Europe that preceded World War II to produce an amazing number of buildings reflecting their interpretation of the modernist movement. Ken Hollis endowed Professor Guy C. Carwile, co-author of The Modernist Architecture of Samuel G. and William B. Weiner, 1920-1960, through 1960, will lead the Mickelson guest on a walking tour of several of the Weiner Brothers' buildings in Shreveport. The tour will last about an hour and a half. It will be Saturday, May 14th at 10 o'clock in the morning. It's free to participants, but you are required to register and drive to the location of the tour, which will be sent to you after your registration. You can register by calling the museum at 903-935-9480. You can also go to their Facebook page and sign up through Sign Up Genius. Again, the phone number to call 903-935-9480. Well, this next feature is something I have been looking forward to, Game Warden Weekly. Each week, we're going to catch up with our area game wardens and also talk about some really interesting stories from game wardens all across the state. And it begins today. We start at home with our own Darren Peoples, who has been a game warden here in Harrison County for more than a decade and loves every minute he spends in Harrison County, especially out on the water. But that's not all he does. As a game warden, he is also regularly deployed down to the border. And he talked a little bit about those border deployments. It used to be an ever so often deal, but now it's an every six week deal and it's 10 days is our recent deployments. And so it's, uh, it's a long drive. When you, when you go to Corpus Christi and you still got another hour and a half to go, you're way down there. Um, the food's good most of the time, but other than that, it's, uh, there's, a, there's a big humanitarian and law enforcement crisis down there. I won't go too detailed, but we're, we serve as a force multiplier. We're, we're law enforcement, we got boats, and that's what we do. So uh, our, our operations down there are all water-based. Uh, they're 12 to 14 hour shifts on the Rio Grande River. Just uh, visual deterrent or apprehension. It just depends on where we're at. Uh, I don't see that going away anytime soon. It's one of those deals that the family doesn't quite like it, but it's what you do. So it's uh, so uh, we're down there about 10 days every six weeks, along with the state troopers and, and other other. Again, that's Harrison County Game Warden Darren Peoples. He is going to be a regular part of our Game Warden Weekly. Now, in other Game Warden news across the state, on April 13th, the Texas Game Wardens assigned to Bayer County and the canine team they work with performed an inspection of a local seafood restaurant there in San Antonio. During that inspection, Texas Game Wardens located 381 whole shark fins, an additional 29.2 pounds of frozen shark fins inside of the restaurant's commercial freezer. The case is pending against the restaurant and owners, and all of the shark fins were seized as evidence. Now, it has been illegal for several years to defend sharks. It's often done in Asian countries and in Asian restaurants where shark fin soup is incredibly expensive and very popular. Shark fins are also used in Asia as medicinal purposes. However, their medicinal uses have never been quite proven. Stay tuned to Stagecoach Media. We'll have Game Warden Weekly for you every week right here on Stagecoach. 
That wraps it up for me today. I'm Ashley Dansby. Enjoy your day. And of course, Stagecoach Media will keep you up with what's happening across Marshall and Harrison County.